It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com this is the final word daily Commonwealth Games Day 5 of cricket, maybe? Sounds right. Sounds right. Jeff <laughs> Lemon, Natalie Germanos with you. Beautiful edgeburst and sunset behind us. Uh, just to spice things up a bit, we're recording this just before the second game has finished because Sri Lanka are 90 for 8 after 18 overs and they are not going to chase 148. Yeah, that sounds about right, that New Zealand set them. So we're pretty confident we know about the result and we thought maybe we'll just, you know, you can have a bit of the live vibe. You can hear, (laughs) might be able to hear the bat on ball behind you, the, uh, the Sri Lankans running up and down. We had a couple of games today. We had uh, England playing South Africa earlier in the day. Nat, your job is to Try to tell us everything that happened today in the space of 30 seconds. I've got my stopwatch. I'm ready. Okay. Two games today. South Africa up against England earlier today. England making 167. South Africa looked like they might restrict them to a bit less, but Alice Capsey was brilliant with her 50, and Catherine Brunt made a brilliant 38 undefeated. Much needed as well. South Africa in the end, 147 is all they could manage, despite a really good innings from Laura Volfart, 41 undefeated. Just wasn't enough firepower. Now, New Zealand versus Sri Lanka. New Zealand were always the favourites. Sri Lanka's never beaten New Zealand before. And New Zealand, in the end, put on way too many runs. Too much, uh, too far out of the reach of the Sri Lankan batters in the end, despite a decent bowling performance. And that was way over 30 seconds. That is okay because we didn't quite know what the end of this match was yet. (laughs) So it's a little bit hard to summarise a match that hasn't entirely finished. Thanks for that. (laughs) You can hear the applause, a round of applause for Nat Germanis going going around the ground. There are actually still some people here watching this game, which I'm surprised about, given it's been going one way for a while. So good on them as well. Um, We're still here too because, you know, we we like watching cricket all the way through to the end. Um, England, South Africa earlier today. It, It did 
feel before the game like this would be likely to go one way given that England have stomped South Africa across all the bilaterals? I mean, they drew the test match, but that was rain played a, a pretty big part in that. Yeah. Beat them thoroughly in all the white ball stuff and it was the same old story. And I was worried a little bit about that <coughs> in the sense that I was worried about the mental scars that South Africa mm. might have and if they could actually put them away. It was never going to be easy for them to do that because they haven't had a much of a change of personnel. There hasn't been much time in between either. So from South Africa's <coughs> point of view, as Jeff gets all choked up about Here the situation in South African cricket. I'm very emotional. Yeah, I can't blame you for getting all choked up for that. I get choked up over it too. <laughs> but it's for South Africa, really. They just were never really able to put those mental mm. scars away. And as much as... At, when you look at the two sides, you'd think that they pretty evenly matched. There's one or two obviously missing for South Africa, but Heather Knight's also missing for England as well. Yep. They just weren't yeah. able to, to, to put the performances they needed to. And, and a couple of mistakes really cost South Africa. And the big difference there being that Heather Knight's out, which means that Alice Capsey is in. She hasn't missed a beat. The two Commonwealth Games, 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 games matches she's played so far, um, whereas South Africa haven't been able to replace their missing stars. Yeah, that's the problem I think South Africa face at the moment is the depth. They got there, there's just no depth from their point of view. So when you do have injuries and retirements, of course, don't forget the retirements of Lizelle Lee, which is yep. a little bit of an issue. Um, I think from South Africa's point of view, it might be the wake-up call that they possibly need, though, because you've got to look forward and say, all mm. right, there's going to be retirements, players are going to move on at some stage, and you're going to have injuries. You need to start developing that depth within the provincial systems. Mm. And, and you needed to have started doing that probably five years ago. Um, I mean, so before we get on to the game, just give us the Cliff Notes version of how domestic women's cricket works in South Africa. Yeah, it's a system that probably needs an upgrade for a start and it hasn't really had the upgrade that there is probably needed. They've been trying to build a little bit of a T20 league back home. They tried it, it basically works over a weekend, but it's never really taken off for them. So it's something that that's something they're going to need to look at. Then they've got a, a system where you've got the top teams playing against each other. They get mm -hmm. an opportunity to play one-day games and T20 games. And they'll play around 10 one-day games, but a lot of those are condensed into a week as well right. so they've got the national week yep. that's kind of condensed into that and then they play the t20 games which they have about four or five a season which is not a lot right then the tier down from that is separated into two groups they don't play nearly enough they'll probably play about 40 20 games in a season and maybe about four one day games in a right. season so it's nowhere near enough and yes that is the second tier but in like a, almost like a second division but if you're going to develop any kind of depth mm -hmm. They've got to play more. Yep. They just don't play enough. And you look at this team and you think, well, Mignon Dupria probably isn't going to play for that much longer. She's retired from other formats. Shabnam Ishmael, who knows how long she'll be able to keep doing She said she, she wants to play forever. forever. Well, that's what Catherine Brunt told us <laughs> on the final word as well. That interview will be coming up tomorrow, I think, on your feeds. An excellent interview with the England spearhead who is playing today. It started off with Shabnam Ishmael. Big in-swinging Yorker. She bowled the second over of the match straight through Danny Wyatt, smashed her leg stump over. Um, sorry, through through uh, Sophia Dunkley, who just looked at it in the most perplexed way, like, oh, come on, <laughs> as if I've got this ball first up. Well, you did, and you're out, and back you go, back you trek. But that brings Alice Capsi in. So she made 44 against Sri Lanka when they were wobbling. She made an even 50 today, and particularly carved up Nadine de Klerk, who had a horrible over and then got brought back a couple of overs later for a horrible second over. Yeah. Couldn't hit the pitch, full toss after full toss, but Capsie 
just calm and confident enough to say, I'll keep putting you over extra cover for four. Well, I thought it was very kind of Nadine de Klerk to not use the facilities and mm. not mess up the new pitch that yep. they'd actually made for, for <laughs> them today. Very kind they of They were it. on a fresh one. I wondered if that was why they brought her in, you know. Because yeah. a lot of teams would load up with spin on a surface, if it was a used surface, but because it was a new pitch here. Yeah, I think that was probably part of the thinking, is that once she does also offer you something with the bat, Delmi Tucker does too. <laughs> it's 102 for nine. If you're keeping track of the live score. <laughs> Delmi Tucker does offer you, obviously, a little something with a bat too, but Nadine de Klerk has quite a lot more experience. Yeah. And they obviously felt that on this type of surface, maybe she'd get a little bit of nibble because it's got extra grass on it. The, I spoke to the ground staff and he said he left quite a little bit of grass mm -hmm. on it. Maybe they thought she'll get a bit of something. It was mm -hmm. also a bit humid today. And generally, she's actually hard to score off. Yep. And she's proven that in the past. But today it just mm. went all wrong. And as you said, the 21 run over was all over the place, but then also brought back for another over. And I thought that was a mistake because any bowler can have a bad day. Sure. You had your bad day and you could see she wasn't, it just was not working. Yeah. She was in a bad frame of yeah. mind. I think Sunay Lewis could have easily said, all right, Let's not bring you on for a second over because they had other bowling options. It right. wasn't like they just had the five. Or maybe let's not bring you back until the wicket's fallen and you've got someone Ooh, else to bowl to. Yeah, I actually, I actually may have even just said, right, you're having a bad day. If Let's just try something else and, and leave you to a side for now, to be yeah. perfectly honest. I thought maybe if she had been, if it had been an ordinary circumstance, she might have done that. But given that De Klerk had just come back into the team, maybe that played into it as well. No. Got to give her another opportunity. Maybe she'll come back. Maybe she comes back and takes a wicket in the next over. No, it's a must-win game. You, yeah. you, you've got to play you play your best. You, mm. You've got to you got to realise quickly, and that's the thing about T20s for me, is you've got to make that adjustment really quickly yep. as a captain. It's, it's hard. It's not an easy decision to make. Yep. But I think as a captain, you've got to say, all right, mm. this is not working. Let's just move on. If we have to, yep. we come back. Yeah, or but probably not when you're bowling to the same pair, particularly. Yeah. So, you know, Wyatt makes 27 pretty quickly. Ishmael gets her as well with a little outside edge. Nick behind. I mean, at that point, Ishmael's got two for two and, 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 and flying. But Capsi keeps going, bangs a boundary off Ishmael, bangs a, a, a couple more away um, in the second. Nadine de Klerk over and, and is just up and running. But there's a wobble after that. There's this point where, you know, so Nat Siver gets out and then two in a row where, where Capsi pats a, a catch back to Malaba and then there's a run out of Mayabushio. Suddenly they're nine for, uh, sorry, five for 90-odd after 13 overs. And you're like, well, maybe South Africa can shut them down. And then in come Brunt and Amy Jones and they bat through to the end of the innings unbeaten. They put on 70, mm -hmm. 72, was it? Yeah, 74? Yeah. 70, yep. yeah. And in double quick time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and looked a million bucks while doing it. And I, I, that little wobble that they had, I credit a lot that to actually Nonkuleko Mlaba and how she bowled mm. in that spell because she kept it really tight. She went for a, a couple of tight overs and South Africa mm. actually had an excellent little period. Annika Bosch as well was involved in that bowling yep. partnership and I thought they were brilliant because they could have easily let it get away. But now this is the thing I was talking about the other day with this England side. Mm -hmm. What they've done is they developed a batting lineup that they know if the top doesn't fire, we've got the middle order. If mm -hmm. they don't fire, we've still got batters to come. Yep. And, and they've given confidence in these batters. And I, yeah. I love how they've developed this batting order because mm. any other team at five down at that stage, except Australia, of course, they would have felt, well, we're out of this. We're not going to put enough runs yep. on the board. And England are starting to develop a team that will believe 
even in mm. any situation, they can still put runs on the board. Oh, it's great for England cricket. Yeah, Eccleston can do it. Glenn yeah. can do it. Yeah. Brunt can do Apparently it. Apparently, Freya Kim can as well. Okay. I've been told a lot about her right. and how well she hits the ball. Okay. Charlotte Edwards has said she is going to be a proper all-rounder. All right. Yeah. So left-hand as well. So there's that, which they have. Oh, there's so few of. They're like in England, you yeah. Know, white tigers in England, <laughs> yeah. left, left, left-handers with the yeah. bat. Um, the orthodoxy, and we haven't seen Catherine Brunt go off with the bat like this for a long while. I think. I mean, she hit a big six over midwicket, number of boundaries. She played a really nice ramp shot, which was textbook from Shabnam Ishmael, who was the best bowler for South Africa um, during the innings. You know, took runs off her, edged one away through deep third for four, 38 not. You know, Amy Jones off has a has a habit of strings of low scores, but made some today and made them quickly. And and they're up to one six seven, and it starts to feel like the New Zealand game all over again when South Africa's openers come out and go at about a run a ball. And they did hit a few boundaries, but they were really having to go after it. Like they were straining to hit those boundaries. There wasn't any sense of ease or confidence. And in the meantime, there are still dot balls racking up, so they're still not going at much more than six and over, even though they need eight and a half from the get go. And even though they bat through into the ninth over the opening partnership, they're still only going at maybe six and a half. Suddenly they need nine or ten when Wolvart and Tryon come in, which is identical to what happened against New Zealand. Yeah, and this is actually a technical deficiency that I was talking about with Lisa Stilake. Mm. She mentioned it and she explained it in that she's saying that the bottom hand from these batters, in mm -hmm. particular the openers and sometimes the number three, would be that it's too close, the face is closed, so the bottom hand is too strong on the bat. And what ends up happening is then all you can do is score to the leg side. Right. So then it's easy for a captain to set a field because you've got boundary riders, you mm -hmm. make sure you shut off those boundaries. They can't hit it in the air or loop it over the infield mm -hmm. on the offside, can't find the gaps either. So from a, an opposing captain's point of view, it's very easy to set a field to the openers for South Africa and possibly right. even the number three, depending on who comes in at number three, because they have that technical deficiency that only allows them to really hit leg side. Mm -hmm. Or Brits, who also has that strong bottom man, she can hit straight, but then again, you can protect that because she's not mm. going to hit anything through the offside. And they had long on and long off very straight for those two as well, so when they did go over the bowler's head, they couldn't yeah. hit that gap. So you, you, if you're cutting off the boundaries, you cannot go at the rate that is required when you're yep. chasing a score of 167. If you're chasing 130, so that's sure. a girl get that probably any day. Right. But 167, you're not going to be getting Yeah, it. you need a boundary yeah. in the mix at least every yeah. second over, yeah. and, and that just wasn't happening. So too much left up to Wolvart again, who and she also struggled to go up more than a runner ball through the early part of her innings. Tryon comes in, starts quickly actually, which she doesn't always, but starts very brightly, and then Brunt comes back. Tryon tries to hit her overlong on, can't get all of it. It's a slower ball, ends up being caught. She's out for 16. And at that point, you know, they're done. They're not going to get there. Mignon Dupria gets out soon, shortly afterwards. And Wolvart mm. bats through to the end with Sunay Lewis, but they, they were never really in, in contention. I think there was a little mistake there again, actually. I think Sunay Lewis should have come in as soon as Tryon went out. And the reason I say that is because mm -hmm. in the previous game, she was the one who got an undefeated 30 in quick time. Yeah. And Mignon Dupria struggled a little bit to yeah. find the boundary. And, and I'm not saying that Dupria can't do it. She can. I've no. seen her do it before. But... Sunelius is the one that scored quickly in the previous yep. game. I think she should have come in after trying. Yes, that stage or was... Or try on it first drop, perhaps. Yeah, or maybe. Given it's, they it's, were up to halfway through the innings at yeah, that point. Yeah, possibly. I, don't, I didn't mind Laura Vorfart mm. coming in at number three, but I think after try and went out, Sunei should have sent herself in for me because yep. she's the one who scored runs and scored quickly, found the boundary as mm -hmm. well. I, I just feel like that could have been adjusted to... 
just think they're not flexible enough for their yep. batting order. Uh, New Zealand uh, have bowled at Sri Lanka for 100, no, they haven't, 102 for 8 after 20 overs. So New Zealand have won by heaps, 45 runs to the margin. Uh, they went in New Zealand, batted first, did their, their strategy is, you know, people say don't put all your eggs in one basket, but it's okay as long as you don't drop the basket. You know, and in this case, the basket is the innings and the eggs are Sophie Devine and Susie Bates. <laughs> and so in the first game, they didn't drop the basket and the eggs were fine. And in the second game, maybe, well, they didn't drop the basket super early. You know, they dropped the basket eventually, but um, there, there was some ability to make up ground lower down the order. You know, Bates and Devine didn't make huge scores, but they did make a few, get the innings going, uh, and away they went from there. Yeah, I think against another team, um, New Zealand would have been in a lot of trouble. Yep. And it's something that other teams are going to be watching very closely because now they're through to the semi-finals. England are through to the semi-finals. So whoever the opponents are, mm. they're going to watch that very closely, knowing that all they have to do is get Divine, Bates out, and possibly Kerr you can yep. add in there. And they have got a very vulnerable middle to lower order. Mm -hmm. There is not hitters there as well that's a that's a problem for yep. them S somebody who can really hurt an opposition you need yep. someone there that can hurt an opposition someone who can I don't find think boundaries they have it. it used to be Katie Martin who could, yeah. you know who didn't have prolific numbers but could find boundaries could score 20 off 12 if she needed to yeah i don't know if they, i don't know if they have that and, and yep. what we've seen in this game is that even though they have good records against spin, against quality spin, they may struggle. So if they meet India, for example, mm. they may struggle possibly. So it, it, the oppositions are going to be watching that very closely. And 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 on all due respect to to New Zealand, who I'm not saying that they're a terrible side by any stretch, the opposition from the other group are probably going to hope they meet New Zealand in the semi-final and yep. not England. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um, Sri Lanka trying to chase a target. I mean, for a bit. They've got New Zealand again that's 5 for 95, was it? And with about four overs to go and you're thinking, well, maybe they can keep them to 120 and chase it. In the end, it gets out to 140 plus and, and they can't chase it. And I think it's like it's easy to put the boot into Sri Lanka because they are a subpar team compared to these other teams. But you go back to where they're coming from. I mean, Sri Lankan cricket, Sri Lanka, the country is broke. Sri Lankan cricket is doing its best. Sri Lankan cricket have funded all of the Sri Lankan athletes at these Commonwealth Games to come and compete. Not just the cricketers, every athlete, because the government has no money to send them. So they're doing what they can to some point across the board, but domestic women's cricket in Sri Lanka is a, a shadow of a thing compared to the other countries they're up against. It seems grossly unfair in a lot of ways to expect them to compete. They can't compete in terms of the resources they have. Yeah, you, you obviously have to take all of that into account. And the fact that after the pandemic, they had hardly played any international cricket. Mm -hmm. They got the opportunity to play in the qualifiers for the 50 over World Cup, but that was shortened as well, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because of COVID. So That's right. they didn't end up qualifying either for that. So they didn't have that opportunity to play together as a team. They didn't have that opportunity to play against quality opposition either, because as you said, back home domestically, things aren't quite there for them but you know having a look at uh, from a point of view of, of Sri Lanka coming into this as well they had the qualifiers to play so that's an opportunity but it's not against the best in the world and then obviously you've got the option of uh, the, the bilateral series that they had they played mm -hmm. against India and Pakistan but for them it's kind of hard to be ready for something like this in that short space of time three or four months to basically come out and say all right play against some of the best in the world so sri lanka's whole chance to win the game was can chamari Atapatu get say 110 out of the 140 no she couldn't bowled for a duck first yeah. over it's pretty much all over from there they end up 102 for eight uh, there was a a bit of a flurry from nilakshi de silva who hit a few boundaries and got things going made 36 
Um, looked looked bright, looked sparkly, was was fun, but they were never in the chase. Yeah, and and obviously that's that sad reliance on on Atapatu, who is a quality player. I, I've watched so many incredible innings from her, and she generally against tough opposition lifts her game, in particular against Australia. She loves mm -hmm. playing against Australia, um, but you can't rely on one player, and and no team can. So. Sadly, it does mean that somebody else has to kind of step up and, and, and do the job. But, you know, as we we're saying, it's so difficult for them to do that when they haven't had the preparation that they need. They haven't played against quality opposition mm -hmm. for long periods of time. So I feel for Sri Lanka, I really do, um, because they are a side with talent. They, they're a side that certainly relies on their spinners, but you yeah, bring something to, to, to world cricket that others don't. Mm. You know, that, that, that mystery spin, they have it with them so I, I really feel for them and it's such a tough situation for them to be and I, I do hope that there, there is some light at the end of the tunnel for, for them and, and a way forward because world cricket needs them all right the hall of fame the hall of fame is the most final word moment of the day it's brought to you by advanced hair that's a hair replacement service advanced hair com slash final word if you want 15 percent off why wouldn't you it's 15 percent it's a pretty good percent you can get 15% on your hair and 15% off the price. Ah, matches up. Right, um, let's see. I, so I liked, just to follow on from your last point, I liked the fact there was a group of people here yelling out, we love you Sri Lanka, while they were batting. <laughs> you know, things weren't going so well. They weren't having a great day. And to be frank, probably no one comes to see Sri Lankan women's team play in a game expecting them to dominate, but they were still there giving them the support. It was nice. Yeah, it is nice to see. And actually we had a lovely crowd in today. Uh, good support for New Zealand as well today so that's great to see mm -hmm. because none of them are the home side and yep. generally you'd expect some good support here at Edgebaston for India and Pakistan and obviously England which mm. we saw earlier today yep. but brilliant support for Sri Lanka and New Zealand today yep. a lot of youngsters in as well who would have seen them and thought well you know what one day I want to do that too and that's exactly what you want these games. Big New Zealand population in the Midlands I'm sure. The <laughs> South Island of the Midlands they call it. Um, let's see what do you you had something didn't you? My Hall of Fame has to go to Rosemary Mayer, brought into the side because they said, Sophie Devine said at the toss very sarcastically really, that Sri Lanka's got about 12 left-handers in their side. Uh -huh. um, they brought her in for that. It took a while before they actually tossed to the ball, which okay. I found surprising considering yep. there's so many left-handers. But they gave it to Rosemary Mayer. Her very first ball gets a wicket, better skies it, Underneath it is Maddie Green, takes a good catch, and Rosemary Mead doesn't celebrate with anybody. She just turns and goes back to her mark. It's because she knew she had bowled a no ball, and it was a massive no ball. It was just about halfway down the wicket, so uh, she knew it was a no ball right, straight away. Right, yeah. the alarm in her boot went yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, I would nominate the bit in Alexia De Silva's innings where she gets given out. Was it Eden Carson who was bowling at yeah, this point? Yeah, I think, I think the, so. The, the the was it Amelia Kerr? No, it was Amelia Kerr bowling, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, traps her LBW with a straight one. She reviews it. It's going just down the leg side, just misses the leg stump by a whisk. Reprieved, not out. Next ball, over mid-wicket for six. Cop that, <laughs> Amelia Kerr. You think you're good? You think you've got me out? No, you don't. Oh, uh, that was fun. That and was that it was. Travelled that six yeah. as well. It went a long way, and it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I hadn't had anything hit that cleanly right. probably in the entire innings. And Alexia De Silva, who's obviously in good form because she made runs in the previous sure. game. Yeah, but, just but she's tiny. Like she, you could put her in a carry-on. Like she needs to be big tits. You know, it's a, I mean, the timing on that was sublime. The yeah. sound of it was just 
really perfect. Good. It was like it was like chopping a knife into a crisp apple. You know, it was just <laughs> dunk. Uh, it was it was beautiful to see. Um, so even though Sri Lanka went down, they went down swinging. So here we are. That means England and New Zealand have qualified yes, for the semi finals. Australia have qualified, and we need the last game between India, India and Barbados oh, to decide who makes it out of Group A. That's all we've got on the fifth day of cricket. Uh, the final word daily from the Commonwealth Games. Natalie Germanos and Jeff Lemon. You can find the final word on Patreon. It's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I don't know why. Patreon.com slash the final word. If you want to support what we're doing, thanks to everybody watching the show. We'll see you for day six. I had to go.